Today, President Trump urges peace in a new video and big tech begins their conservative purge. Happy Friday, guys. Buckle up. We've got a long one for you and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday again, and it's actually, it's the best Friday for me because it's my first Friday back on Pat and Stu Friday. Yes. So joined mm. by, of course, Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America and Pat Gray of Pat Gray Unleashed. I'm excited. I'm excited Us to be too. back with you guys. We were just discussing yeah. this. We were like, when, when is Sarah going to come back? We need to do a show on a Friday with Sarah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's exactly. I don't believe that for a second, but that's what we were discussing. It's true. <laughs> yeah, what Stu said. Uh, so we obviously, like this, so I came back from maternity leave this week, obviously, and I was like, I was just telling Pat off air, I was like, I picked the wrong week to come back. I just want to go back home with my my baby and not pay attention to anything that's going on because it just gets crazier by the day. We joked about it, like, no, oh, 2020 is finally over. Yeah, it is. Uh, and here's 2021 for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a hellhole. Already yeah. we're in the middle of a hellscape uh, here in 2020. I want a refund already. I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, I think it was, our friend Andrew Heaton uh, tweeted that we need to reboot the calendar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please. That kind of makes sense. Please. Um, you know, I think there's a, uh, uh, it's an ugly time. Mm-hmm. It's an ugly time. I, I think, you know, the president made a statement and I think uh, went down the correct road. And uh, is, is, is talking about now a peaceful transition of power. And like that is more important than any one person. And I think that's that's kind of been lost, I think, when we get into the, in the political back and forth of things. But this country, as much as we complain about it, is still the best option uh, that has ever existed on the face of the earth. And every once in a while, we do need to remember this. Mm. And even for conservatives, who I think somebody made this observation at one point. I can't remember who it was, but that everybody always thinks they're losing, you know, and I feel that way. I feel like, gosh, you know, they're doing all this stuff to us and we're always on the. But I mean, the other, you know, Trump was president for four years, right? Republicans had control of that. Republicans have passed things that have been good. There's a lot of good policies that we talked about during the pre- uh, Trump presidency. Um, and so, uh, and, and, you know, in the last 10 years, not only in the Trump presidency, which was a big one, but also 2014 and 2010 were two of the biggest wave elections in American history. These are not old events. Right. We still have we still have a better system than all of Europe and uh, and, you know, uh, most of the competition around the world. There's a lot of work to do, but it's not all bad. And, you know, it is important to keep this system going because this system is the best hope for mankind. Yeah. Um, Pat, I want to get your thoughts on everything that's going on. But let's listen to President Trump, uh, who did release a video on Twitter yesterday. Now, this was after he had been suspended. He had been locked out of his account because of uh, his the video that he released previously and the tweets that we uh, discussed yesterday. But uh, finally, he got his account back. And this is a little bit of the video that he released urging peace. Watch. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election, and emotions are high. But now tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 
2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on Earth will require all of us working together. Uh, now, the DOJ apparently was, they were, one of their spokespeople was interviewed in a press conference, and uh, they did not rule out the possibility of possible criminal charges against Trump. Now, the way that they're spinning this is, uh, the New York Times reported that uh, they said, the, uh, we are looking at all actors, not only people who went into the building. So the New York Times asked them if that would include the president that they were talking about, whether he would be a target of an investigation. And they said, they repeated, we are looking at all actors here. Was there a command and control? Were there others that maybe assisted or facilitated or obviously played some ancillary role in this? Anyone that had a role and the evidence fits the elements of a crime they're going to be charged and that they will bring the maximum charges they can based upon the conduct. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on whether or not that should possibly include President Trump? Uh, no, it should not include President Trump. Because if you're listening to the mainstream media, they're all saying <clears throat> that he he very clearly incited the violence. He very clearly instigated this incident. And I, personally, I didn't see that. No, I did he directly incite violence? And I think that's <clears throat> what you would have to do to create a criminal offense. Right. And I he didn't do that. Yeah. He didn't do that. Has he fired up people, though, over the last two months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's done that. I mean, I'd say he's over the last that. five years, probably, he's fired yeah. people up. But he didn't directly tell people, hey, run to the Capitol building. Well, he did say march on the Capitol. <laughs> right. Um, which, but, but which would be... <laughs> but that doesn't that's mean, not what he March meant. on the Capitol building he without breaking windows. didn't mean go storm them and infiltrate them. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And where were these people, too, uh, when the left took over the Capitol yes. under Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the Supreme Court, by the way. Right. Um, did we look into the instigators there? And, and No, we didn't do any of those things. So just the double standard is too much to take, as always. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the 2011 uh, situation with Scott Walker when he was in, uh, in, in Wisconsin, and he wanted to pass a budget bill, and everyone freaked out, and the left occupied the state house for weeks and weeks and weeks, weeks. Mm -hmm. and yeah. it was nonstop praise on every network about it look i i criticized that then i criticized the kavanaugh thing yeah. i will criticize this this is mm -hmm. i think a a national disgrace legitimately a national disgrace Definitely. now everyone is obsessed in the media with donald <laughs> trump and they have to make this all about donald trump and look you know i am very sensitive to the claim that you can make a speaker responsible for crazy things their followers do you know where we do talk radio like sometimes you know this this happened to us pat you'll remember this of course when, when we were on i think fox and glenn said something about the tides foundation that was critical you know months and months later uh you know some crazy person uh does something crazy i don't even remember what it was tried to kill someone or planned to and you know, in, they had looked at their social media and they had mentioned that uh, something about the Tides Foundation. Now, they, the guy said specifically in interviews that he didn't listen to us, but it didn't matter. Right. Right. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it's a it's a frustrating thing. It's in, it's totally wrong to 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 blame the speaker unless they directly uh, incite violence. Um, so, uh, you know, on a separate note, and I think separate from 
whether this is a criminal act or not, is it a good idea <laughs> to have a giant rally on this day and then tell, tell everyone over and over again the election was stolen, it's being decided right down the street, you should march over there? Probably not a good idea. Um, and I think, you know, Trump has come to that uh, probably at this point. Um, the, the reporting, I think it was the Times that reported that uh, he was very uh, against making this type of statement until he kind of, they kind of sat down and said, there is criminal culpability here, you need to get out ahead of it. Um, I don't know if that's true. The only one that really does bother me out of the reporting was, the, and you know, again, this is mainstream media reporting. I would need to see it uh, confirmed by a real source. But, uh, you know, the initial thing was that they went to him and said, we need the National Guard. They're inside the Capitol. And he said no. Uh, it was only until Mike Pence approved it. Um, yeah. that it actually happened. If that's true, that is a massive misstep for a president. And, it, mm-hmm. uh, and he did He did come out and say in one of his videos, he, he said, said the National Guard. I called for the National he did Guard say it. immediately. So, I mean, probably mainstream media BS. I yeah. don't know. That one, though, I think is a different line than what we're talking about. Look, you know, it, you should be able to get up in front of a con- uh, an audience and say, we need to fight for what's right here in this country and not expect people to go trash a building. Uh, and that is an mm-hmm. expectation that everybody has. Every t- tons of Democrats have said this. Every Republican, everybody says these things. They're, you know, they're 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 meant to get you excited to legally and respectfully fight, not to go and bash in uh, a federal building. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible idea to go inside a federal building. As a, all the people that are in there that were not working as, you know, there's a New York Times journalist. I know Elijah Schaefer, our journalist, was in there. There's journalists in there. There were police officers in there. But if you were in there just to like trash Nancy Pelosi's office, you're going to be in massive trouble everything's on video um, mm-hmm. this is and you deserve it you yeah. deserve every little bit of it yeah and, and the, the outrage of the left though is just so phony so and phony. so ridiculous I mean it, and it wasn't just it wasn't just the Kavanaugh uh, takeover of of the Supreme Court or the Capitol building for a time they took over an American city yeah for what uh, a month a month or more at least a portion of a major american city for at least a month and police stayed out of there and they were allowed to commit all kinds of criminal activity inside that area and they're they've done it in multiple cities as a matter of fact it wasn't just Chaz in seattle um there was a there's a part of portland that they've taken over as well and now they're all outraged that people rushed a building i mean it's so phony and so ridiculous and so tiresome. Well, and so that's why, Stu, when you say everyone mm. should expect that if you do this, that you will get in trouble. And as I, I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, I can empathize with the people who, who just watched all summer. None of them got in trouble. Watched rioters burn buildings down. Yeah. Watched them go steal a bunch of you right. know product. Yeah. And now they're like... Okay, I guess this is what we get to do now. I mean, yeah. you can understand where their head is at, right? Without condoning, yeah. without condoning mm. the action, I, 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 can understand. I do understand the point you're making because it does seem like that's the new standard around here. Now, I think anybody who's a Trump supporter knows Trump supporters don't get the you, you same don't standards get that, right. as that from the media. Right. I will say though, to a man, if you were to ask those people who are in there whether they were critical of the of the, of the BLM movement doing the same exact same thing, they would say yes. Yes, yeah. Um, that two wrongs do not make a right. I mean, what, how old are we? Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, the idea that you go into uh, you know the Capitol. I mean, again. The next three people in line of succession were in there. This is serious business. Step back for a second and think about whether this wasn't a bunch of weirdo 
alt-right internet personalities and instead was an invading force with weapons and a plan. What the hell would have happened? Mm. We, could have, we could have had hundreds of U.S. representatives, senators, the vice president of the United States executed on, spot, on the spot. Which mm. probably would have happened, quite honestly, because the way the Capitol Police responded, yeah. I think, was just awful. Unbelievable. It, Unbelievable. <laughs> and, you know, the, some of these crazy people were, were calling for, I mean, Lynn Wood basically called for the execution of Mike Pence. Yeah. Full stop. I mean, that's <laughs> nuts. And that's the guy that's who absolutely nuts. isn't exactly Trump's lawyer, but kind of is in a weird way and not exactly. I mean, <sighs> wow. that's insanity. Insanity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised he got pulled off of Twitter. Again, we can complain about all the Twitter pull-offs. I'm sure we can go into that. We're tonight. going to. Good, good. But, I mean, like, when you start threatening the vice president of the United States, I'm sorry, like, you're not going to remain on these platforms. That's, that's, that's not a controversial one. Yeah. So what so what then would you say to Pat, the people, because I know there are a lot of people out here watching the show who they're very frustrated and they say, no one's listening to us any other way. We try, they'll say, we try to go vote. Our votes get stolen from us. Mm-hmm. We try to, you know, we try to handle things the right way. We try to be calm. We try to be reasonable. And mm-hmm. no one's listening to us. So yeah. apparently that's what we need to do to be heard. What, like, what would you say to that? I'd say part of the problem is that the votes weren't stolen from them. Um, and I know everybody wants to believe that. Um, but there's no, where's the evidence of that? Where's, and, and they'll... They'll cite certain things that they've seen on Twitter. They'll cite certain things that they've seen on the media, maybe even on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you really look into those things and you see what actually happened, still can tell you the whole rundown of the uh, misinformation that has been given. Um, and there's a lot of it. Uh, the election, there was a, a former director of of communications for the Trump administration that just came out and tweeted. Uh, I think she left office in uh, December and she tweeted out the other day, the election wasn't stolen. We lost. That's what I believe. Yeah. I think, I think she's the one, if it's the same person I'm thinking of, um, <clears throat> talked about how their internal polling matched what happened almost exactly. Look, I can understand you can be you can be upset about this thing. You might not even believe mm-hmm. that it wasn't stolen. I mean, I, I think that that's you know something that's going to go on. I think there's been a lot of real hardcore misinformation that has not served to people and from and, people like Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell. And uh, where frankly. is that information that Sidney Powell promised yeah. us and that Rudy Giuliani promised us? He once again during the Christmas break said after Christmas. Uh, we're going to reveal everything we got. Uh, you're going to be un, you're going to be, it's going to be unbelievable. The stuff that we're going to release after Christmas. Well, do you mean next Christmas? Uh, is it this coming one? <laughs> this, was the, this was the Christmas yeah. to do it. When, it, was, it was. when are we going to see it? Well, we never have. Why? Yeah. It's not there. I, yeah. I, look, uh, you know, I know this is, uh, it can be, it, it, it can downplay some of the real stuff that did happen. Like I think Pennsylvania, there were real issues with the fact that uh, the laws were changed in, in an inappropriate constitutional way. And the, those um, are legitimate. Those are legitimate. There's real questions mm-hmm. um, about, uh, I think, whether the mass mail-in voting is a good idea at this scale. Uh, there's lots of questions like that that happened. But the, a lot of these things happened before the election, and the Trump administration mm-hmm. and the campaign did not fight them then. Mm-hmm. And they tried to fight them afterward, which made it very, very difficult to achieve anything. The bottom line that you come down to is, like, we talked to Sidney Powell. We talked to Rudy Giuliani mm-hmm. on the air, both of them t- over and over again promised they knew what the problem was. They had all the information to prove it, and they would prove it before the deadlines. And we got pr- plenty of time. And they we're, did. We're none going of those to prove it. 
they did none of those things now that's not to say that you know that there were no problems anywhere um i think uh, you know it, it, it is a completely separate from what's going on i think you know i think i would have had no problem with them fighting and trying every little thing until uh you know december 14th or whatever that was when you're trying to overturn the election you know two two weeks before um beforehand it's just people are upset right like you've told them their entire democracy their you said their Mm -hmm. their entire voice isn't it hasn't been heard well you know that's been told to them over and over and over and over again and they're upset about it i would just say at the end of the day people should remember a little bit that you just the pre- he was the president for four years. He did win that election fair and square, unlike mm-hmm. what the Democrats said over and over and again about it. And you don't win every time, you know. We we that we can't act like this is the end of the road and all is lost and let's trash throw this entire thing up in flames. This is a great system. It's a great country. It's done more. For, we all are patriotic Americans who look at the country. I think that way, and it's important to protect that system. Um, and and keep fighting. We, you know, that doesn't mean go to a right. federal building right now. Not like fight, fight. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the figure of speech. All right, uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank uh, a new sponsor that personally I'm really excited about. So um, we used to do uh, Friday drinks. Of course, not Pat, not Pat, but. Stu, remember, yes. before I got pregnant, we used to actually do, like, early happy hour on Fridays. <laughs> um, I have to bring this in. It's wine, okay? <laughs> I was like, if there's ever anyone who needs to have a wine sponsor on their show, it's me, all right? If you enjoy wine as much as I do, you got to try Extreme Altitude Malbec from Argentina, all right? They make it up at the vineyards at 9,000 feet, uh, and they're obviously miles from civilization. It's this really inky, delicious red wine. I'm telling you guys, you got to try it. I'm going to bring it in. I've got it at my house. I've got to bring it in. And um, Stu, do you drink wine? I see. You know, my wife is a big wine drinker. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not as not, not that big on wine, but Lisa has it all the time. Okay, she you got to try it. She, she she lives with me, so she drinks it like all the time. Well, that's true. <laughs> I would too. Um, it, well, actually, you don't need to try it because then that's more for me. Ah. If I bring it and I'm like, I'm bringing this to share with everyone. Oh, oops, Pat can't drink. <laughs> Oh, oops, Stu doesn't like wine. More for me. All right, so that's what I'm going to do next Friday. But uh, you got to try it. You really got to try it. Um, They've got got less sugar, 90% less sugar than most wines. No dyes, no flavor additives. Um, But they've got, the the flavor is in there. It's just no flavor additives. You are going to love it. All you got to do is head over to cowgirlwine2021.com. That is uh, cowgirlwine.com. 2021.com. You will find a Malbec from the third highest vineyard uh, out there. All right. Our listeners are getting 50% off shipping today. You got to go to cowgirlwine2021.com for that 50% off. Cowgirlwine2021.com. All right, so big tech, uh, of course, well, I should say encouraged by Michelle Obama, uh, who is calling on big tech to stop, quote, enabling Trump's monstrous behavior and calling for them to permanently ban the president. Now, um, while this is going on, a couple different things are all kind of taking place. I I guess what happened uh, at the Capitol just kind of spurred all of this big tech movement. So we saw Facebook banning President Trump. We saw Twitter locking his account down. Now, of course, we spoke earlier about it. They did give him his account back for now. Michelle Obama disagrees with that. 
But we've got uh, Brandon Straka, who is the founder of the walkaway movement. So this is, of course, the Democrats who walked, <clears throat> excuse me, walked away from the Democratic Party over to the conservative party. Um, he said today that Facebook has removed the walkaway campaign, the entire campaign, and banned him and every member of his team. There wow. were over half a million people in the walkaway campaign with hundreds of thousands of testimonial videos and stories. They are now gone. Facebook has banned everything related to their movement, and he showed two screenshots here. One of them says your account has been disabled. It was disabled January 8th. If you think <clears throat> it was disabled by mistake, you can submit more information, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then it says, uh, there's an email. It says, a message from Facebook. Your page Walkaway Foundation has been removed for violating our terms of use. Uh, a Facebook page is a distinct presence used solely for business or promotional purposes, but pages that are hateful, threatening, or obscene are not allowed. We also take down pages that attack mm. an individual or group or that are set up by an unauthorized individual. Um, I you may disagree with what their movement says, but I personally have not seen anything um, inciting violence, um, hateful, anything like that from the actual walk away movement. But he has been disabled. And then, of course, our own Elijah Schaefer, uh, he's been demonetized off of, I believe, Facebook, YouTube, uh, deplatformed from Instagram and Facebook as well because he was in the Capitol with these uh, rioters, um, infiltrators, I guess you could say. But he was there documenting it, which, by the way, Elijah Schaefer has been documenting a ton of things in the last, what, year? Including that no, jazz. Yeah, that no mainstream media member would touch. Elijah right. Schaefer has been the only one brave enough to go down on the ground, be on the ground with a lot of these people in a lot of dangerous situations that the New York Times would never dare send someone to. So he's on the mm. ground there documenting this, yeah. and he's demonetized. It, just, it feels a lot like there is this avalanche of, like, shutting conservatives up that has just been put into place yeah i mean first of all on elijah it's 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 amazing because you know you're right like the new york <clears throat> times would never send someone down there cnn would never send no. someone down there they don't do you know they don't do those sorts of things um you know cnn uh, new york times did have a, a photographer inside of the white house taking picture or excuse me the Capitol while this was happening which is I don't think they're having any problems. That's what I was going to say. Are they being are yeah. they being criticized? Exactly. No, they, they, they being they're being glorified. Threats, right. They're being glorified for all the amazing pictures they took. Um, you know, look, Elijah's a journalist and he works for a major media company. I, I mean, this is this is straight out obvious. Uh, I think to anyone. And the reason why we know that the uh, the footage uh, is is valuable um, is because. All the places that we just talked about keep calling us and asking for to use Elijah's footage. Right. Places like CNN and all of these other big uh, networks. Um, they'll use the footage and then at the same time try to attack him and attack yeah. us over uh, the uh, acquisition of it, which is just an amazing thing. I hope, hold on, is our, is our answer when they ask us, is the answer no? I don't know if it That's is. That's what my answer would be. Yeah, it's tempting. Uh, I mean, hell I, no, you cannot use our footage that you're going to go criticize us for. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it's, it's, it's utterly unbelievable. Um, but... Uh, I will also say, though, on the other side of this, is this is, you know, it's down the list a little bit, like reason in 1744 to not break into federal buildings, um, is we know that Democrats do this. They say over and over again, you know, a crisis, uh, we'll never let a crisis go to waste. And they are going to utilize this to crack down on conservatives. And 
they they take these moments of chaos. They take these moments um, of when everyone unites to say, oh, gosh, that's obviously horrible. Like people trashing the Capitol building. That's horrible. So uh, everyone unites. And it's not just conservatives. I mean, uh, you know, people on the on the left. It's people in the middle and people on the right who say that that's horrible. And in that moment, they grab all this power and they're going to get rid of all these accounts. I mean, I, everybody, I, every other post I see on Twitter is someone saying, oh, we lost 4000 followers in the last two days. Yeah, mine's they're, mine's been hit. They're purging much. people all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, you can't. This is this again. It's not the top reason, but way down the list is the fact that it's not effective. You brought this up last break of like, well, but what about people who say they haven't been heard? This is not a way to get heard. Look at it's the opposite. They're taking them off all the platforms. You are going to be heard much, much less because of what happened in the, at the Capitol building the other day. Um, you know, there's a million reasons not to do it. Uh, number one, it being illegal. Number two, I really don't like when people die. I don't like when police officers die. Uh, you know, this is we're the side that 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 says blue lives matter and mean it. Um, you know, all, there's a million reasons why this happens, but I will say uh, way down the list is one big important one is that it doesn't work. It actually hurts you. It hurts your movement. It hurts uh, everything that you're fighting for. And the, I think the, the biggest issue and the reason why this is so tough, tough to deal with for conservatives in particular is it just never happens. I really believe the reason one of the reasons why the Capitol Police was not prepared for this is because they've had 500 Trump rallies and nothing ever happens. Nothing goes wrong. No one does anything like this. People don't do this crap. Um, It's the opposite side where this happens all the time. And I think that's maybe a reason they were underprepared for what, what wound up happening. Normally, we've been saying for years and years and years. I mean, you know, our rallies are. Are, are people like grandmas who come down, they sit in their lawn chairs, they wave their little flags. That's the vision. We've done a hundred of them and they've always run, you know, perfectly clean, uh, cleanly. This is, this is another story and, and we're going to pay for it. I mean, with, the, with what happened in Georgia and what happened at the Capitol the other day, we are going to pay a gigantic price for those two things. And, you know, we're only at the beginning of that right now. You know, and we were talking on Pat Gray Unleashed this morning about the fact that we did the, the 828 rally in D.C. with mm. five 600,000 people. And rather than leaving that in a mess or a bunch of uh, criminal activity taking place or people getting hurt or rushing in, it, in, in some building or, or tearing down monuments, the people who gathered there left the mall cleaner than... Mm-hmm. They found it. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's what we're used to yeah. as conservatives. That's what we're used to on the right. We don't we don't uh, we don't behave that way. But as for the social media aspect of this and you're, and canceling and removing people from from these platforms, I've never seen anything like it in the United States of America. You know who's putting a stop to this? The bastion of free speech. Poland has gone after um these social media platforms and they're putting a stop to it. They're not allowing them to shut people's free speech down. Now in this country, we're always saying, well, it's a private business. They can do what they want. And of course we know with section 230, (laughs) that's not exactly right. Right. So, um, if they're, by the way, I read that, uh, who is it? Pi, uh, has said that they are not going to implement president Trump's executive order for the section 230, uh, guidelines that he issued because he said there's not enough time. Yeah. So that's not even being solved. Right. So, I mean, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but it needs to be addressed. And there are countries that understand 
uh, liberty because it's been suppressed in those countries who are actually taking a stand. And it would be nice if, you know, we could make some of those adjustments here um, because uh, it's just it's not what, right what's going on with Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram. It's it's not American. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Echelon. Uh, if you maybe are you're one of gosh how many probably like millions and millions of Americans make that New Year's resolution to get in shape they're like I'm gonna lose the weight finally uh, let me tell you how you can do that okay uh, you can use Echelon Echelon can help get you there they offer the next generation of connected fitness bikes they've got fitness mirrors uh, which I'm dying to get one of those it's have you they're seen cool. it yeah, those it's are so cool, cool. Yeah. you can you see Way the guy cool. in the mirror and you can like focus on your form and everything while you are doing a workout with a coach. It's amazing. They've got mm-hmm. rowing machines and they've got their Stride Smart treadmill. Uh, no matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon will give you a fun and challenging workout from home. Especially all of you moms. If you're a mom, you don't get time to go to the gym all the time. All right, I'm a working mom. I never get time to go to the gym. This is going to be for you. You can do it from home in your spare time. All right. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio level classes. They will always be available 24-7 whenever you get to get that workout in. And it's really affordable. One membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. All you have to do is go to echelonfit.com slash news. That is E-C-H-E-L-O-E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash news. I wish it was easier to spell, but it's it's just not for me on Friday. E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash news. Back in a minute. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, he was 42 years old. He has died after um, sustaining injuries on duty during the siege at the Capitol. Now, um, we were discussing this off air. Um, First, the report surfaced that he had been hit with a fire extinguisher, um, and those were the injuries that he sustained. But, Pat, you said that you had read something else. Yeah, I heard that that, um, they're not... They don't know for sure yeah. uh, what happened. Now, it would seem like, you know, an autopsy would prove this out. But yeah. they also said he may have had some kind of bad reaction to the chemicals that were in the air. And that led me to believe that maybe they're talking about the, uh, you know, the gas canisters the that were, were fired. You know, now that you say this, uh, these two stories sort of come together. And that like I, there was video of the, some of the, the rioters with fire extinguishers shooting them at the officers and other people like like firing so the, it could have been, been that, that. Maybe oh. that's what it was the chemical i don't know that's interesting huh. well Maybe. it says that he collapsed he reportedly mm. collapsed yeah. and then they took him so that would make sense um, a little more sense than someone beating him with yes. a fire extinguisher right. um obviously this is loss of life that you don't want to see um I, you know but i hate to hear the mainstream media fawning all over how we should be very upset that a police officer died because again oh, the hypocrisy is unbelievable right and that's what's <laughs> so frustrating to hear because you know they're they're latching onto this they're Absolutely. just foaming at the mouth to be able to uh you know turn him into a martyr and it's like where were you when all of these police officers were under attack the entire summer and they continue to present it uh in the light of after pro-Trump mobs rushed the Capitol building, five people died. Well, okay, but 
what the person who was shot dead was a trump supporter so you were you were killing trump supporters there the other three that they talked about initially before the police officer died died of some sort of in medical emergency like heart attacks right so right. they make it sound like the trump people were killing like <laughs> and they weren't yeah they weren't yeah still yeah, I mean, it is, uh, it's really upsetting to watch all this stuff happen. The media is terrible with it. We all terrible. know they're going to be it's terrible. Like I thought you guys wanted to defund the police and yeah. get rid of them yeah. uh, oh. four months ago. I lost my, my mind on Studios America last night on Don Lemon, who is just oh. so irritating. Oh, my gosh. I can't oh do it. But he, I will say he's not alone in this one. Michelle Obama's made it. Ibram Kennedy's made it. You know, everyone seems to think this is a good point, which it is not, which is, oh, uh, well, what would have happened if these people were black? Well, they were, they were in a bloodbath. Joe Biden. Said it. Joe Biden said it. That's right. I heard, I heard Biden say the same, same exact thing. This is the dumbest point of all time. We literally saw what would happen if they were black. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> we we, we, we left them it. alone. The, yeah. the police officers didn't show up for like mm-hmm. two, weeks and weeks in Seattle. But I mean, in Minneapolis, they let them literally clear out an entire target right and then light it on right. fire. It was only Monday when Portland's mayor, Ted Wheeler, finally said, you know what? That's enough. That's enough. We've, we've had <laughs> enough <laughs> violence. Okay, after a year, it's enough. I mean, that was one of the, I would say, the most defining characteristic of the craziness of this past summer. And everybody I knew was asking the same thing. What? I get, Pat Gray gets pulled over every time he goes over the speed limit by four miles an hour. And yet these guys are burning down targets and auto zones and no one says anything. Well, where are these people? That's, that was one of the things that happened. On the other side, Don Lemon was saying, well, you know, look, uh, they're just letting them run rampant all over. If they were black, they wouldn't let them do that. Let them run rampant. Watch the videos. They're yep. overrunning the police right. officers who are fighting valiantly to stop them from entering the Capitol. And you know what? One of them paid with their lives. Uh, and and the police were so letting them run rampant all over the place. They shot one of the Trump supporters right. and they died on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not this was they they put up a fight. They just didn't have enough people. That was the only thing. Um, and they did the same thing about tear gas. He's like, you know, they were tear gassing people out in front of uh, the White House when he wanted for his little Bible photo op. Of course, they leave out the fact that they lit the church on fire, but that's a totally different situation. You know, here they did have tear gas all over the place. It was on video and they just ignore all of this to make their dumb argument. It's such a Twitter level point. Like, oh, what happened to the black? Like, here's if they were black and then you leave this kind of question mark open ended. Well, let's answer it since we all know. know. Right. (laughs) And it just happens to disagree with every insinuation you're making. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it was a Twitter level point. I was I kept getting you know, leftist people responding to me uh, that like, are you really comparing burning down a target to infiltrating a coup attempt (laughs) in our institution? (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, what the hell did the owner of Target have to do to you? Right. Right. Like he didn't have anything to do with your grievances and you're taking it out on a bunch of private businesses. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's almost like, again, not advocating for violence, but like if your problem is with the institution, and you're taking it up with the institution, (laughs) that's at least a little bit better than just like the Arby's down the street. It does make some sense. What what do they have to do with it? Like, it's just crazy. It's just a terrible point, a terrible idea, but like, I understand what you're saying. You know, it's it's funny. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and and say that um, what we saw yesterday or the other day was not absolutely horrific. It was, and it is escalated from a target. True, uh, true. Um, However, uh, on the same front, 
Democrats have done this to uh, institutions. They, they, mm-hmm. they don't care about institutions. I mean, how stupid do they think we are? We obviously know they don't care. They've been and they go and, and occupy these places over and over again. This shouldn't happen. It shouldn't get out of hand like this. But like the the, the hypocrisy is again not number one, not the most important thing on this list. It's down a little bit, but the media hypocrisy is so irritating. Yeah. You know, I, like I, I can't remember. Um, Brandon Morse used to be uh, here. Uh, he he's uh, he tweeted this today, which I thought was great. He he said, you know, they're like, what happened? What would happen if, if this happened to black people? And they they just post, posted the picture of every congressman uh, kneeling. Yeah. They're all kneeling in their like African garb to like sell it. That's what would have happened. Yeah. They would have said, you know what? Their their complaints you know, are legitimate. We're with you. Yeah. We're with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. You, and you, hear, you hear them say that, and you're like, this is not going to help the conversation because we've got a, an Andrew Cuomo story. Just because I feel like Stu's blood pressure needs to be raised. <laughs> Because Andrew Cuomo Stay is, well. in fact, your favorite person. I've been a little calm today. Uh, and yes, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, so this, this all starts. This was uh, Cuomo reverses his announcement, uh, his decision, rather, to attend the Bills playoff game. Now, this is how it started. December 30th, he had tweeted that uh, New York, the NFL, and the Buffalo Bills had come to an agreement to allow 6,700 fans to attend the first playoff game. Uh, the stadium was outdoors. Every fan must test negative before the game, wear a mask and social distance. There will be post-game contact tracing. And he said that he's going to take his test. He was going to be out there to watch the game with the fans, and he looked forward to it. Well, that spawned a petition that was called Ban Andrew Cuomo from <laughs> Buffalo Bills Stadium Playoff Games. And it, uh, it got over 45,000 signatures by today. And uh, apparently Andrew Cuomo was like, well, I know when I'm not wanted, I'm going to donate my ticket to an ECMC nurse. So uh, he will not be attending the first place. Is this all you have to do? Because I would ban him from Buffalo completely. <laughs> uh, I, I, can we ban him from Who Texas? Knows? What if he visits? Who knows? Uh, it's, it's interesting because I, I'm torn on this one. Cause I, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that, you know, I don't believe there's anything wrong with going to NFL playoff games. And I don't believe those policies mm-hmm. are the right policies to deal with, with COVID. Um, so I don't like the idea that you're going to necessarily not have people there. On the other hand, I really get it here. Like it, it, this guy, especially if you're in Buffalo, think about life in Buffalo. You've been paying the price for the disaster in New York City this entire time, right? They've put the same policies on you, not all, completely, but many of the same policies on you that they did uh, to, in New York City, even when there was nothing going on in Buffalo. Now you've had the entire economy, uh, you know, you've had to deal with all the negative effects. You know, it's not like Buffalo was an economic powerhouse at the beginning of the pandemic. And now they've had to deal with this. And then this guy, when he wants to come enjoy, uh, a, you know, a, a Buffalo Bills playoff game is going to come in here like. And only 6,700 fans. Right. Right. It's so. like I really he basically was Andrew Cuomo saying I can't just make it one or two because <laughs> I would just make it me. And, just for me. Right. Just right. for me. Uh, so we'll make it 6,700, which is an incredibly low amount. Mm-hmm. Although it's going to be so cold in Buffalo, God only knows why you'd want to be out there. Yeah. By the way, the, the capacity of the stadium is seven, like seventy-one, yeah, almost seventy-two thousand. So mm. sixty-seven hundred people in a seventy-two thousand 
person stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the wrong way of handling it. I mean, yeah, we, we talked a lot of it, and we've all, I think, all praised Ron DeSantis and the way he's handled it in Florida. And it's like, he's at this point, I, I think Florida's at 100% capacity as far as stadiums go. It's just the NFL is saying, eh, let's, let's do like 30 or 40%. But like, you know, Florida, I was in Florida recently. It's just open. It's like Texas. It just feels like it's open. You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's you know, there's not a lot of restrictions. There's, there's. You don't have the mask mandate, though, right? You don't have a mask mandate, but most places have it anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, they all want you to wear it anyway. Um, uh, but you know, there's uh, the other great thing about, of course, Miami, especially so, or, uh, South Florida, Miami area, is it's just warm, so you don't want to go inside. It's like seven. Right. It was 82 degrees when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. You just want to be outside anyway. It's a lot easier. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. There's like they've handled it, I think, well. Cuomo's obviously handled this horribly. He's, you know, we could get into the way he's screwing. Pe- they're, they're just flushing vaccine doses down the toilet because these stupid policies have screwed the whole thing up. He's screwed up every aspect of this from the beginning. Actually, uh, quickly posted a chart on Twitter of um, uh, of a uh, it was the COVID cases in new york and you know it's, it's you know going pretty low in the you know the summer and then it rises we're like a straight up rise right now it comes exactly when this idiot releases his book right when he releases his book the line goes straight up the i was book laughing on so how well he handled it how well he handled it mm-hmm. i was laughing janice dean from fox news actually wrote an article about it with the chart showing the same thing just to to show because it's so bad it's so bad and he deserves i mean he really does deserve to not be in that stadium it's true, Pat. Yeah, I'm a little bothered though by the right playing the ban game. Let's not let's not start banning people again. To be and fair, there's probably many Democrats who also hate Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, it's I'm one sure. thing we can unite on, probably. <laughs> sure. Probably. Sure. Yeah. probably. But you know, another thing that everybody was applauding earlier uh, this week was when Mitt Romney got accosted yeah. in the airport, and mm-hmm. then they chanted that he was a traitor on the airplane. You know, we didn't like that when the left did it to Ted Cruz and Rand Paul. I don't like it when we do it to uh, Mitt Romney, even though I don't, I don't like Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to but to call him a traitor, his loyalty should lie to the Constitution and the country, not necessarily to the president. And when people were swearing their loyalty to Obama, we were all offended. But let's at least be consistent on this stuff. And I will say it would be hard to attract good people in Congress if the new standard is just we just like go up and do that to them when they're yeah, in yeah. their own personal right. I mean, time. this is what Maxine Waters asked right. people to do. Right, right. We shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Just almost on that principle. If Maxine yeah. Waters asks right. us to do it, we should, <laughs> we should do Maxine the opposite. Anything Maxine Waters says to do, <laughs> yeah. definitely do the opposite of that. I think that. that's one of Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life. <laughs> it's a good it one. Is. Yeah. It's a good it's one, too. Mm-hmm. Is, it, it's the, is it the 12th? <laughs> it might have been Just the 13th. Bar- it barely made the list. <laughs> it's, it's in the uh, paperback edition, I think. <laughs> it's, the unri- it's that unwritten rule. Rules for life. All right, back in a minute. <laughs> now we have like a government run by Maxine. Uh-huh. These are fine this time. Uh, all right, so yesterday's poll did the results of the Georgia election surprise you? Okay. I'm calling BS on this. 81, almost 82% of you said no, but when we did the poll question, who's going to win in Georgia, the majority of you said Republican. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you caught them. Oh, you caught the audience, Sarah. I, yeah, I'm oh, calling BS Don't on. screw with 2021 Sarah <laughs> Gonzalez. She is on her game. This 
was supposed to be a very scientific poll, okay? <laughs> and you guys are messing up the results. This happened to be a totally different group of people, and those people happened to have the it election called perfectly right. It must have been. Uh, and then today's poll, oh, this is a good one. Do you want to go back to 2020? Ah! That's hard. That's actually legitimately oh hard. God. 2021 has been a dumpster fire, <laughs> and it's only January, what, 8th? This it's is eight. Uh, yeah. It's eight. It feels like God. It feels, it like, feels it's like January. Eighty million years. Like twenty twenty three already. <laughs> I know. Doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> it really does. This it's this has been a rough start. You know, because like you come back and you're like, all right, I'm fresh, I'm ready to go, and then all of a sudden I feel like I'm all the way yeah, back. We got in the beaten down the in the last week. Yeah, it really was. When does this end, Sarah? Make it I, end. I wish that I could. I wish that I could. I really legitimately feel like it's aged us about. 20 years. I mean, yesterday, think about this. Yesterday, they the uh, number of COVID deaths was the highest of the entire pandemic. Yesterday. <laughs> just yesterday. That's where we are right now still. Just well, to add on to the crap heap of 2021 geez. so far. Well, Joe Biden did say our darkest days with COVID are still yet to come. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is oh, really good. what you want to hear. Yeah. yeah. Inspirational figure. <laughs> I will say that. Oh, it's been tough. Yeah. Uh, let us know. If you want to go back to 2020, you can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Do you want to go back to maternity leave? I do, actually. I do. Can, could I do that? You guys just pretend you didn't see me for this whole week. Right. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to call Hillary on my way home, see if she can come back for me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.